Welcome to the Character Chronicles, the People Show. Check the Post Rescue Nation brought to you by Nebraska Spine Hospital. Today I am joined by a very special guest, current black shirt, Mr. Jojo Doman. How you doing, my friend? Good, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So let's talk about the Northwestern game, then we'll move on to Michigan. But the black shirts, there were stretches this year where you guys had a hard time getting some sacks, getting pressure on the quarterback consistently. You yourself had two sacks this past Saturday versus Northwestern. How were you guys able to turn that corner a little bit in the Northwestern game and get some pressure on the Wildcats? I think we won on first and second down. I saw that they had like minus two rush yards in the third quarter. So that led them to third and long. And the, the quarterback, we were we were getting good pass drops because we were kind of forcing their hands. So we were able to you know, pin our ears back and really get after them. Yeah, if I remember, I saw the stat. If I remember, I was like 324 rush yards for the Huskers, minus two for Northwestern. I know they averaged 1.8 yards per rush. They came in average over 200 yard, rush yards a game. And this year, in this past weekend, you guys held them to 37. So putting them in predictable situations obviously played a big part of that. So this is a team that had come in in Northwestern, rushing the ball, running the ball pretty well. How were you guys able to limit the effectiveness that they had on the ground? Yeah, we we went up front first and foremost. I mean, shout out to the D linemen and linebackers for for winning the box. You know, and when you're when you're out physic uh, physicality in the box, like you know that 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 you, as an offense you hate that. So just winning up front, winning the line of scrimmage, and uh, and then on the on the flip side, like making it so they they have to pass you know stuff in the run so like this ain't working we gotta throw the ball we can't throw the ball we can't protect you know it was kind of a perfect storm on saturday we gotta gotta emulate how we played and the intensity that we brought the level of focus that we had on this saturday how fun was that light show at the end of the third quarter how cool was that to be there in person and experience I, I for real had to take a, a deep breath and just soak it all in. Like, wow, this is a spectacle. I felt like I was at a concert. Um, it was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, it was also really nice that we were up and, and feeling good about ourselves and then got to enjoy a nice little light concert. So it, it was a good time. It's funny you said you felt like you were at a concert. For like a split moment, I'm like, is this the Garth Brooks concert from last summer? Like, that's right. what it reminded me of, was the Garth Brooks concert they have in Memorial Stadium. So, all right, here's a question I've been wanting to ask you, Ben Stilley, some of the other guys. This past offseason, you guys had a decision to make, all right? With the yeah. COVID eligibility and all that good stuff, you could have gone or you could have stayed with the extra year of eligibility. Just about maybe every single guy on defense who had that decision to make chose to come back. So when it comes to you, what made you choose to come back and play another year with the black shirts? Well, first and foremost, I wasn't going to come back by myself. And just getting together with the black shirts after that Rutgers game, we got together at my house and um, we were just very honest with one another where we're at. And uh, Decap was honest that he was ready to go. And a bunch of us, I mean, not all of us off the rip were like, yeah, we're all coming back. And it was kind of a, almost like a collective consciousness that we were like, well, we could go to the league, go late round to undrafted and try to make it, or we can all come back, do what we know we can do, ball out and up all of our stock. So that was definitely a, a huge factor on top of when I think back, when I'm 40 years old, when I'm your age and I'm looking back on my time at Nebraska, I want to have a big ass smile on my face. 
And I just felt like I had unfinished business here that I, that I want to leave on a high note that through all the adversity and the ups and downs and coaching changes and injuries that I've been through here, that the least that the, the least I could do for myself and my experience is end on a high note. And I knew that I had more to give to this program leadership wise, spiritually and energetically, like just so much more to give. So with all that being said, like it, the decision was made for me. So that's kind of interesting. So it's kind of a most people are all we're going to go or all we're going to stay type situation. And it sounds like initially in that conversation at your house, it almost sounded like there was going to be more of a mass exodus than a mass staying. So who was the first guy who stood up in that meeting and said, you know what, what if we came back and we were able to accomplish this and increase our stock and feel good about this for the rest of our lives? Who was that first guy who stood up in that meeting and said something to that effect? Yeah, it was me. It was, it was me, you? but it was us. <laughs> That's like, awesome. You know? Yeah. Like, once once I, I guess I introduced the idea, like, then, then it started, then everyone started to really kind of chew on it, and then it became everyone's idea. Like, I couldn't have convinced Tay or Markel to come back myself. Like, they had to convince themselves, so... But I guess I planted the seed potentially, and man, I'm I'm just so blessed to be here right now, and I'm really just trying to soak up this the second half of the season, and I'm so grateful for the guys that did come that did come back because damn, it is nice to play with dudes that know what they're doing and dudes that are accountable and that you can that you love, so and that make you better. Like I get pushed in practice, and I fuck and I love it. Excuse my French, and I love it. Hey, man, um, you, you can say what you like. If, if OWH wants to beep it, they can. I personally don't care. So speak however you want. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just I'm feeling so blessed right now that just you getting me in my feels talking about it. Like, it, it means a lot. And, and the fact that we did band together and rally together to come back and do this, like, we, can't, we ain't got no choice but to ball out. I can tell it means a lot to you, and that that is something that resonates with someone like myself. Talk to me because I'm curious. Eric Chenander, he's done a really good job every year since he's been here. Every season, the first four seasons, the black shirts get noticeably better and improved each and every year. So was the coaching staff, was Coach Chenander, um, was that part of what factored into your mind, wanting to come back and play for a guy like that? You know, I I, I appreciate Chenander, and, and he pushes me a lot. He's never been one to hand me anything, and – uh, I'll, I come in feeling good about myself on Saturday and there's the film telling me all, all the things I did wrong. Um, so even from a sophomore, like I had a big sack on Dwayne Haskins, expected a black shirt, didn't get one. So I'm always getting pushed by him. But in all honesty, that, that didn't, that did not waver into my decision to come back. Um, I kind of, I touched on two of like the biggest reasons to come back is leaving on a high note, leaving this place better than I found it. And to band together with the black shirts and, and, and up our draft stock and, and for the future. So, but I got all the respect for Chenander and I love what he's doing with us this year. He's really, you know, we're so good at the fundamentals that we're really able to open up the playbook now. He feels comfortable doing some exotic blitzes and, and different coverages. So, really just utilizing the talent that we do have on defense. That's awesome. So, talk to me, talk to me about Michigan. It's a top 10 team. This is a physical team. This is a team that'll bring in extra offensive linemen. They're going to load up with tight ends. They got two good running backs. They're going to want to run the ball. 
play physical smash mouth football. And I know it's early on in the week, Monday, as we record this interview. But talk, talk to me about what you see from Michigan so far and kind of what you anticipate as you get ready for the Wolverines. Yeah, they're definitely a physical team that wants to run the ball, wants to establish the run, and then uh, take shots down the field. So kind of the same the same blueprint as last week and really every week is we got we to gotta win the line of scrimmage, stuff the run, and force their hand in the pass, play top down. Um, the only, only people that could stop this defense is ourselves, um, not doing our assignment, not staying locked in and focused in the moment. So – I'm really locked into to what we're doing here in Lincoln, Nebraska right now and, and, and what we're bringing on Saturday. And I know the Wolverines have a lot of rich history and that they're a blue blood, blue blood in college football. But, you know, I'll, you know I, I'm going to watch the film, watch the tape like we always do. But my, all my energy and focus is on the guys in our locker room. All right, last question for you. So you're a guy who does a little bit of everything. All right, you rush the pass, you play the run, sometimes you drop into coverage. Talk to me as a guy who's got, and plays a position that that's got some flexibility to it. What is your favorite thing to do? And obviously, you kind of have to say everything, whatever the coaches ask you to do. I get all that, you know. But if if you feel comfortable just being open and honest, what is your one single most favorite thing to do? What do you think? What do you think it is? Take a take a crack. Get Alex. after the quarterback, man. That's what everybody's most fun thing is to do, unless you're a DB. That'd be my guess. I love blitzing, man. Yeah. I love blitzing, especially when you can catch them off guard. They don't slide the whole protection to you. Like, it, that just feels like backyard football to me. And when it comes to like, QB reads and um, zone, zone reads and stuff, and I'm that edge defender playing the quarterback, trying to play the dive simultaneously, as, as someone who was the quarterback who pulled it every time in, in high school, uh, I just have a knack for that, and I absolutely – it's a rush because really you don't – you can barely see the ball in the stomach. You're really just reading body demeanor, and it happens in a split second. So I'd probably say coming off the edge and rushing. All right, man, I appreciate your time. Good luck Saturday against Michigan. And until next time, Husker Nation, go Big Red. And always remember – Throw the bones, baby. Thank you, Adam. Thanks again to our sponsor, Nebraska Spine Hospital. Ladies and gentlemen, when it's your spine, you do not want to mess around and experience matters. That's why you can trust the experts at Nebraska Spine Hospital, the region's only spine-specific hospital. They are the best at what they do.